it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor Super Contest and Squares. At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rival. Rejoice, it's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your pick win big collect your cash use promo code voc nation all one word no spaces and double your first deposit your winning season begins today only at my bookie Journey Podcast. We are proud to be part of the VOC Rock Radio Network. We're not the Rock Radio Network, but you know what? Huh? We'll be tonight. Right. It's almost Rocktober, as they used to say in the, my local radio station. Yeah, I think they all do that. Rocktober. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't think Double it's something shot Rocktober or whatever. Rocktober. Yeah. Not here. No? Octoberfest or Rocktoberfest. Right, right. Some kind of variation on it. Yeah, somebody gets a good idea, everybody copies it. That's when Colorado was trying to trademark that name, and the radio stations were like, not so fast, Rockies. I think all the radio stations are owned by the same big conglomerate anyway. Oh, it feels that way, yeah. So tonight, after you listen to our podcast, don't forget to visit our website, stadiumjourney.com, or just uh, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. We're on all of them. Just follow us at Stadium Journey. To find our podcast, just search VOC Nation on whatever podcast search engine you use. You can find our library of video podcasts on Stadium Journey's YouTube channel. And for those of you who are not watching us live right now, we simulcast our podcast live at twitch.tv slash danlaw83. And you can find links to every podcast we've ever recorded at the Stadium Journey website. Just look under the podcast tab on the menu. And now, new breaking stuff. 
you can support our work through our Patreon page. We have a new menu of rewards for supporters, including the possibility of joining us on a future podcast. But warning, we don't come cheap. And now our starting lineup, Dave Cotney. Follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez, the ballpark hunter. Not, well, at ballpark hunter. He is the ballpark hunter. Follow him at ballpark hunter. Follow our producer, Dan Calachico, the above average comedian, at DanLaw83. And I am Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. So tonight we're going to roll San's guest, but that's not going to limit our entertainment factor. We're going to discuss everyone's favorite topic these days, sports, during the time of the coronavirus. So guys, the sports world shut down in early March. What was the last event you had gone to before everything shut down? Really? I have to say this again. I think I've said this every week since. February 29th, Blue Cross Arena, Rochester Nighthawks. Uh, who are they playing? That's a good question. Who were they playing? Uh, Rochester Nighthawks and New York Riptide. That was it. That was my last one. And I'm not including like going to watch my my uh, father-in-law umpire like youth baseball. Hey, these times. Mark was talking before we went on air about uh, midget car racing. You know what? We'll do what we have to do. It's getting that desperate. <laughs> Next week, I'll be at the Kokomo Speedway. Uh, yeah, my last event before the lockdown was um, I had drove driven out to Ohio. So I went to a high school basketball tournament outside of Dayton. And I also visited University of Dayton Baseball and then University of Miami, Ohio. So that was the last game was the Red Hawks baseball game on a rather, you know, typical warm slash, you know, cool night uh, here in the Midwest. Little did I know that the biggest, the biggest thing ever in my lifetime was about to come a few days later. We were talking about COVID. We had joked about it. None of us realized uh, that we would still be here several months later. Uh, still disruptive when it came to attending sports. Six months later now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at least you had, at least your last weekend was a big one, Mark. I mean, mine was too. That last weekend before everything shut down, I had a, uh, a Boston pride playoff game. So I was there. And then I had to zip over to the TD garden to catch the Celtics. Um, I think they played Oklahoma city that night. And then the next day was the Sunday. I caught the Providence Bruins game. I don't know who they were playing, but I remember they won the game in overtime. Brandon Gaunt scored an overtime goal, and then that was it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I even think later on that week I had plans to check out because the Indiana High School basketball tournament was, was about to start, and I was going to go up to Frankfurt to the Case Arena, and I had uh, asked for press passes, just want to let them know I was going to be up there, and I get this email. It's probably best you don't come based on uh, the circumstances. We're going to have a meeting uh, tomorrow at noon. So I'm thinking, oh, come on. It's not going to be that bad. But, yeah, once it hit, it was a tidal wave. Everything shut down, and little did we know. Little did we know how much, you know, how much this was going to disrupt our lives, uh, obviously outside of sports as well. So, Dan, did you just jump in the Millennium Falcon? No, it's the satellite of love. <laughs> The, the satellite, satellite of love. love. Satellite of love. Ooh. Mystery Science that's, Theater. 
three thousand, baby. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't uh, know the reference. Just sounded like a different kind of podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. It's called the sh- the ship they are uh, trapped on and getting experiments on is the SOL, the satellite of love. Catalina caper. Well, All that's right. one. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of thousands. So, yeah, Mark was told, uh, you know, it's best you don't come. And then a couple days later, boom, everything was closed. My my last event wasn't a sporting event. The last thing I went to an arena was uh, AEW's full gear at the Baltimore Arena. My second and will be last visit to that goddamn arena. You love that place, Dan. Oh, on. yeah, I love it like I love hemorrhoids. Um, my last event, the last thing I went to was I saw Birds of Praise in theater. Oh. And then, like, two weeks later – now, here's here's the kicker. I know this is not sports-related, but the reason why I'm telling you this is you guys all know the Ghostbusters fascination I have. And in June, I was yeah. supposed to get that third uh, Try Not to Curse movie, and that movie didn't come out. Now I have to wait till March. And because everybody wants to play around with this in the States, God knows when that's coming out. Uh, so, but my last venue was a movie theater. And yeah, we we don't even think about that, but think about everything else that shut down. I mean, movie theaters, restaurants, all of our escapes from reality. Gyms. Schools, gyms, everything. Boom. Yeah, I haven't, Dave and I are teachers. Um, haven't been in, I, teaching virtually. We, not, we have not had kids in our classroom uh, since, I believe, March 12th or March 11th of this year. Today was our, our first day. Uh our first day where teachers were required to be at school. So we all piled into school and had two really big virtual meetings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but sense. school opens for us next week. And with students, uh, students don't, well, students were supposed to come starting next week, but they have pushed it off a week and they are staggering the start. So, uh, our students had the option of distance learning or or in person, so uh, the school board is now forced to deal with all of those all of those uh, challenges. So they need a little bit more time. Yeah, think of all the juggling school districts and everybody's had to do. I just know my workplace never closed. I work in a forensic hospital, so uh, yeah, I mean DOC. Pfft locked it down tight no visitors no nobody in and out we we thought we were actually going to be locked in in the in the hospital as well so we were all prepared for uh you know week-long shifts and stuff like that luckily it never came to that but they didn't the, say they didn't just send everybody home <laughs> they sent up you know from where i am we we have about 225 to 250 patients at any t- given time and they sent, geez, less than five home. So all the scare tactics about everybody. And the guys they sent home were guys in their 70s and stuff, or guys with all kinds of comorbid stuff going on. So it's not like all of a sudden everybody's walking free. And where I work, the guys have not been sentenced for crimes. They're, they're, they come to us for an evalu- a psych evaluation to see if they're competent to stand trial or if they need further care. So... We're not dealing with uh, the heavy-duty criminals, but yeah, the uh, the tales you hear about opening the doors and letting letting everybody go is just a bunch of malarkey. It <laughs> didn't happen anywhere. But uh, yeah, let's let's try to get back to sports here. Uh, everything shut down. Geez, for 
at least three or four months, the first couple of sports that dipped their toe in the water were kind of sm- there were a couple of small scale bubbles that started, and I'm talking about the the National Women's Soccer League, yes. the uh, Major League Lacrosse, and then the Premier Lacrosse League. Kind of started with uh, two weeks on site, everybody housed together, everybody segregated, and bubbles, and those seemed to go pretty well. I think Major League Soccer was probably in about that same timeline. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I know the NWSL was, was the first team sport to start. But, yeah, you're right. The, a lot, of, lot of, followed pretty soon after uh, here in North America or the United States and Canada. Uh, Major, I know League, that, Major League Soccer probably had the biggest hiccup, too, right, where they had um, – when they were just starting out, they had uh, pretty big numbers of, of people testing positive to the point where they basically sent two teams home. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, it seemed to run really smooth. Once, think, once they got the bubble established, right. then then it seemed to that they were okay to go. And, yeah. and it, in reality, it actually worked out better for them because then they could do the uh, the full World Cup style tournament and not have anything messed up. Because now you take those two teams out. Well, suddenly it's four teams per group, and it worked perfectly. That makes sense. I think the NWSL had the same thing happen because Orlando. One of the teams, Orlando, yes, Orlando had to drop out before the before the bubble started. Yeah, and yeah. also in um, Major League Lacrosse, um, they got to the semifinals. They played their whole round robin for a week. They got to the semifinals, so four out of the six teams advanced. One of the teams broke the bubble the Chesapeake Bayhawks and a bunch of players tested positive right after the semifinal game. So what they did is they booted out the Bayhawks and they booted out the team that they just played, the Connecticut Hammerheads. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a weird year. In the semifinals. Can you imagine somebody, a team test positive in the NHL or the NBA bubble right now in the conference finals. And they said, Nope, you guys are out. Boom. That that could happen. I mean, how many how many times has a baseball team been told you couldn't play? The Mets and St. Louis and Philadelphia. I don't, I don't know. I know the Mets had a couple COVID cases. Uh, Miami. It, it's an odd year. It's an odd year, and I can just imagine the people that were not born yet are going to be reading about this year or looking back on YouTube in the future and thinking, "Man, how did you how did you deal with that?" Twenty twenty. 2020 exactly and and major league lacrosse uh they really needed to get they probably more than anyone needed to get in and get playing because they seemed to be the one league out of the the whole bunch that that was kind of hanging on a string beforehand and the competition that they had the direct competition between major league lacrosse and the uh premier lacrosse league it it seems like it's it's pretty heavy, and I don't think Major League Lacrosse could afford for the PLL to be running. You know, their like let's face it, their shtick it, it it was pretty much normal unless you were someone who actually went to see um, the PLL live. It didn't seem any different uh, on television. It was the same old, same old. Yeah, that's the production value, like the way the NBA is setting things up, even WWE. 
you know, it, it's, it looks like, especially the NBA looks really good. What you're watching compared to major league baseball, where you see a bunch of cardboard cutouts all over the uh, stadium. Um, I guess for the smaller leagues playing in smaller venues, you get to be a little more creative with technology uh, where the fan who's watching it from home does not feel like you're watching just an empty scrimmage game between two clubs. That's kind of what I'm finding a little bit interesting in, uh, in, in what I'm seeing this year. And even MLS, the, the jobs they've done in Orlando, uh, setting up the, I guess, the cameras and the video screens and how they're able to get fans who are watching the game on Zoom uh, to be part of it as well. So we went from the small bubbles with the small leagues, and then the next step was two of the bigger leagues set up bubbles, uh, the NHL and the NBA. What do you guys think? How, how have those worked out for you? Because I know, uh, Dan, you and I on, on Obey the Pocket said, we don't think this is going to work. But it's been pretty successful. It's funny when you said how it worked out for me, but both have worked out really crappy for me personally. <clears throat> but uh, as far as the the bubble itself, I think it goes back to what you said earlier. Once you get in that bubble, you're fine. You know, you can control it, you know, as long as somebody doesn't accidentally go outside that bubble to get food. But it's, oh. it's gone off. Uh, I didn't say anything. Uh, Somebody's done that, right? No, no. I, I was, uh, I forgot what league did it. There was a player. I, I, I think but, it was soccer again. Uh, but No, that was Lou Williams of the Clippers. Was it not? It was Clippers. All right. It was basketball. Yeah. Uh, he went to a strip club to get wings. Yes, apparently. he went to. He was like, "Oh, I didn't. Oh, I need whoops. some wings. Where am I going to go? The strip club. The strip. Hey, you the know strip what? Club has I, good food sometimes. They have some good. F- f- yeah, I was going to say there's good wings. Um, legs but, and eggs. <laughs> what? <laughs> legs know. and eggs. Yeah, legs and eggs. That's it. No, it was. I, it's not. Neither le, le, Neither return has gone the way I wanted them to. However. In general, the NHL and the NBA comes out looking like a million bucks in this because they got it. It's done, right? It's all over but the crying at this point as long as they stay on track. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. uh, I believe we said this on Obey the Puck, and I'll say it here now. As far as the look, I know we don't really count WWE, but I'm going to say the WWE and the NBA – has the best setup for a crowdless game. I know it's easier. Well, the re- in wrestling, they had it at the Performance Center at Full Sail University where they used to, where they uh, taped their um, third tier show, which is arguably the first. Uh, but they have since, I think it's been two weeks, they moved to the Amway Center. The WWE has moved production to the Amway Center and has created this faux, they call it the Thunderdome, and they have turned this little bubble above the ring with the entranceway into this domed production values 100. Like, it, they've, they've gone nuts. With the, it looks fantastic. They take it at a step, and where the seats should be are Zoom squares, <laughs> where everybody is sitting except for all the uh, KKK members and live executions that have squeezed through. Not even lying about what? that. Not even lying about that. Not lying about that. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the second place is the NBA has like virtual seating with the Zoom, right? 
it looks fantastic, but they have a smaller plate. NHL is third. They say what you want about the NHL officiating, but their setup was the third best looking, but I like what they did. It looked like they actually put time into it when usually the NHL doesn't put time into much. Uh, yes. So as far as WWE, there has been three pictures of Chris Benoit, uh, a live execution, three guys dressed in KKK uniforms. Uh, I hope that's it. That's just so far that I've been in those little zoom squares that you see pictures of and they've been removed, removed, but yeah, the WWE's trying, but they're going to have to do another vet process because this is, I mean, they're still on live national television. So to see an execution on a little square on TV, Ooh, Ooh, um, to also see, you know, the Nazi salute in a hooded uniform. That's great too. Good job. Wrestling fans. And here I was thinking, you know, people would fool around and maybe you see some boobies or something. But I, No, you know what? I'm really disappointed I haven't seen any boobies. It's like, you know, I'll take some boobs. I'll take a, I'll take a penis at this point over a goddamn – wow, that's a sound bite that you can take. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take any private part at this point other than, the, you know, the KKK guys holding the Confederate flags. I just said I'll take a penis. Well, there's – Things you know, things you don't. Any, any other thoughts on uh, the bubble? I think I'm work? good with penis. I think we'll stop there. I think, I think that was my breaking point. You're, you're digging the hole deep. I, the, the, the hole is, a, I, I am in the hole deep on that one. Thank you. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed the fact that you would have a, a game at 11 o'clock in the morning. March you, Madness every day, right? Yeah, or you come home and there's a basketball game or a hockey game going on. I mean, at one time you had the Rangers, then the the Islanders, and the Nets, uh, Yankees, and Mets all playing. So it, there was always something going on, you know, instead of the usual you come home and you just daytime TV. So uh, having the bubbles created that kind of aspect. And then I guess there was a game that went five overtimes and the – Boston had to play the next that day. Messed so. up, yeah, it messed up the whole schedule yeah, for a couple that, of weeks there. <laughs> so there were some cons to that, but it is nice that there were some games being played during the day instead of the, you know, the mandatory we have to play games at prime time and you're, way, you're staying up way too late to watch these games. Uh, <laughs> of course you were in here when, when Purple Flavor Trash was in here when I said the thing, of course. Um, I do want to add the – you and I rag on the NHL as an organization many times for many, many reasons that are, I think they've earned. Uh, When this first started, the almost, what was it? Five, six games the first day, a couple days, damn near. I was in heaven considering all the BS that everybody has had to deal with this year. The fact that game would start at noon. Then the next game. Then the next game. And at one forty-five, the last game was ending at night. <laughs> it's like, yes! <laughs> uh, uh, purple flavor trash. We're going to skip. That's a bug, not a feature. It's not a bug, it's a feature. The diversity of play times has the feel of a popular Olympics year. And that is a perfect encapsulation of what I was trying to say. Purple flavor trash, thank you. Um, all those NBA games and NHL games that were happening was just like, Yes, thank you. All right. I can, I can hide in here and watch sports. 
Yeah, especially after several months without. Oh man, I, I, let me just say, if you the 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 fact that we're still talking about people doing the right thing and the wrong thing, I, I'm done discussing with everybody. If you would like to not see your family for a long time because you live in another state, and and you want to not go to the movies, whatever, keep doing what you're doing. Stay away from me. Because uh, as long as I have the uh, some semblance of hockey, I'm not going to complain anymore. Because I'm I just it's not getting anywhere. I'm everything's exhausting now. Here's the other thing of COVID, just to get off sports for a second, or just kind of stay on sports. Sports is even becoming it's a 24 hour debate, even worse than it was before. And we know the example. I'm not going to cite that I posted to you this afternoon by one of your. Uh, commentators that apparently half of people in Boston didn't even know work there, which was even funnier to me. Um, every even Alicia, you were like, "Who's this guy?" I'm like, "I don't know. He works on Nelson. I don't know who this person is." You look it up. The first article you see is abuse. I was like, "Ah, okay." Um, everything's exhausting. We're all home. Most of us. Uh, thankfully, Mark and Dave are getting like a little bit of distraction for work. I, I have a little bit of distraction for a little bit of work. I still have Mark, uh, Paul apparently works every day and he hasn't gotten sick yet. So thank you. Hey, our Craig, bubble is working too, I guess. Yeah. Right. Cause you know what? We set up a bubble. We are right, right. But the point is, is everything election year has happened on an election year. Uh, everything's exhausting. Yeah. It's so exhausting now. Almost. I'm exhausted, mentally and physically exhausted from all of this. So forgive me. I'm going to watch as much hockey, whether my team's in it or not, and baseball and basketball and soccer as much as I can. Liverpool won, though. So there's that. Dave, what were you going to add? Well, I I was going to say – this has all kind of happened in like what I would say like perfect timing um, because they're bringing it all back in the summer and, you know, people are a little, you know, people like Dan who are a little slow to get back into their, their full-time work life. So, you know, if your team's on in the afternoon, it's no big deal. But the NBA has been talking about having uh, when they start playing again, for the next regular season about having multiple bubbles. Like I was going to try like to get into that later. But yeah. Go ahead. Bubbles. I, well, Dave, I'm gl- keep going. I'm glad you said this because I was going to bring up, uh, what do we do now after this is over in a couple weeks? <laughs> go ahead. But I can tell you this, for example, you know, Rogers and, and Bell who own Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, who owns the Raptors and who owns the Leafs. There is no way that they are going to be accepting of, of three o'clock games on a Wednesday. There's no way when the, when the new season happens, but they're they're playing them at noon now though. They're playing them at noon, but you're still, you're still, I'm not arguing with you. I'm arguing, I'm I'm arguing for you, not against you. If if you got what I meant. Yeah. It's, it's not, it, they're just not going to take it. Like, wow. When, whenever, whenever, um, and, and this is maybe like a little bit of Canadian inferiority complex. <laughs> whenever, um, you know, like the Raptors are are in the 
or the Jays are in the playoffs. And now there, it seems to be a law that no playoff game can be played at the same time as another playoff game. Um, it, it's always, we always seem to see the Toronto teams that are ending up with the worst times with the one o'clock on a Thursday or, or, you know, three o'clock on a Tuesday or whatever. Um, but a, a big time media giant when it's not playoffs and they're paying huge dollars for this they're not going to take it i'm sorry we're not getting any ratings uh you know in early december for afternoon games during the week like i'm not sure how they're gonna work on that one if they're doing evening games that's like i don't care if i stay up till listen it's a pandemic a lot of us aren't working i don't care if i'm up till three watching hockey you know well, and that's been an issue in the past, right? Where yeah. you know the Stanley Cup games all start at nine on the East, or right. or uh, or the World Series starts at nine or nine thirty on the East, and and you know, I my kids <laughs> my kids have never seen like a full World Series game or a full <laughs> Stanley Cup game. You know, I don't, I haven't seen one in a long time because I have to get up and go to work the right. next morning. <laughs> The the other thing that's happening with the sports thing um, is uh, there's no sleep anymore. Like sleep pattern? What's sleep? I I used to be in bed by three, up by nine, and now I'm lucky if I'm in, awake by noon. It's, it's so bad. I'm not doing it on purpose. I just can't sleep anymore. Oh, what highlights did I miss today? Okay. <laughs> um. I don't know about the multiple bubble plan. I mean, doing one bubble to finish off a season and compress it, it's not, it's also, it's not 30 teams right now. Now we're down to eight and eight. Then but, you're adding a team. Yeah. I don't know how you could rationalize doing a whole season in a bubble. You're, you're asking a lot from the players and their families. Um, I, I know the NBA said today, just today, they were allowing families to come into the bubble for the final four teams or the yeah. final eight. I mean, and an adorable thing, I saw the uh, Fred Van Vliet's family came in, and you saw his daughter charge down the hallway and jump on him. Yeah, yeah. That was, if that didn't bring a tear to your eye, I mean, that's... Well, in the, uh, and in the game today, I don't know if you caught it, they they showed her coming down uh, right up to, like, the, right up to the, um, I don't know, I guess it's like the video board or whatever. She basically getting as close to the court as she could get. You could see, I love you, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, she can be there, be as cute as she wants if he keeps shooting two per 11. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, my bigger point was you, you can't ask all your players. Let's see. I mean, even basketball, so 12, 12 times 30 is, you know, 320 guys to be away from their family for months to finish a whole basketball season. That just, I don't see yeah. anything like that being workable. Uh, these bubbles work because it was a, a condensed, shorter time period. I can't see that being a long-term solution. You have to think that even somebody as inept, I said it, as the NHL has a plan. But they knew that this was going to probably happen. Um, I I don't even... See, I think think the NHL's plan was pretty solid. I do too. They went to two cities where the numbers were very low, uh, they did it the right way. They worked with the Canadian government. They 
got everybody in and they got everybody quarantined for the right amount of time. Um, it's an East city and a West city. So that works a little bit better for television. And, and there is, there is no, you know, there is no like Disney world where they could have done this, where they could have just had everybody in the same spot and, and nowhere to go really. So I, you know, I give, I give the NHL credit for their, their bubble plan. It seems to be, uh, it seems to have worked pretty well. Yeah, I don't think they've had any any uh, cases compared to the other ones. No, zero. No, nope, they reported zero. Yeah, see, I, I'm just worried about next season. You, you, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, what is that going to look like? I'm going to be honest. I, I have, you know, how much thought I've put into next season is talking to you guys right now because it's like, I don't even. So uh, there, they might there might be a vaccine. They might not be a vaccine. There might be. This will change about it. This might not change about it. Might get stronger. Might get weaker. This thing is changing week to week. All the situations are changing week to week. Now I'm seeing the word herd immunity thrown in there, which I will not be participating in. Uh, my Look point, how that's working in Sweden. Yeah, it's working great. Uh, no, it's fine, though. Um, everything's fine. Kill, kill a percentage of your population. That's no okay. problem. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it won't be me. I'll be staying here. Uh, my, my point is, is this is always changing. So God only knows. Um, yeah, Where would you move, Dan? You're in the shuttle of love, or what is it? The what? <laughs> the what are you in? The shuttle of satellite love? of love. Satellite of love. I'm in the satellite of love. S O L. In the not too distant future. I had the S right. Next Sunday, um, A D. Yeah, and all, another thing to consider is by the time these the uh, NBA and NHL playoffs end, it's September, so it's going to be mid October. Next season will not start until. December, January. I mean, NBA is looking at Christmas time because that's kind of when everybody starts paying attention to the NBA. Mm. So, I, I, so, I will say this though: I'll I can't wait until I can open windows every day. Like at the beginning of this, it was easier mentally because it wasn't hot yet. Then the summer came, and it's like, oh my god! And now that it's going to start cooling down, I'm like, oh. Please. And you know what? We haven't lived through a winter with this thing yet. People are going to get You think people are crazy now? Ooh. How, how are people more crazy during the winter I, than I, they are the summer? I, I can tell you this, and my wife can attest, that I had plans. I had plans to go to Charlotte. I had plans to probably go back to Jersey maybe. Who knows? I had so much time to go visit ballparks. But Charlotte and the ballparks around uh, that were, were definitely planned. And I think the first two months I sat home. I didn't fill my gas up in my car for two months. Two months. And, and my wife's friend said, how did Mark take it? Because we know he likes to travel to different ballparks during the summer. And she said, surprisingly well. And it, it didn't bother me. And it started bothering me when I found out that, you know, there's a team in North Dakota playing or there's teams in Traverse City playing. Oh, North Dakota, that's only a 12-hour drive. Traverse City, six hours. I mean, when I went to Traverse City – that was at the spur of the moment. I mean, Mark, it, it, it started thing, getting it started getting to me because a uh, it had been so long, and b I was starting work, so I wouldn't be able to just you know travel all willy nilly. I mean, I almost drove. You know, I, I have been to some baseball games where it was a three hour drive. Uh, I thought about going to North Dakota. My wife told me, "No, you're not going out there." <laughs> I I had plans. I just wanted to see my family. For three days and then get out because after two days, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but uh, 
you know, you know, it's okay. So here, here, let me, let me be completely transparent. Uh, I'm depressed every day. <laughs> okay. I try to find escapes, but it, it, you know, stuff is happening all around everywhere. Look at the, just read the news. You're like, Oh God, why am I getting up? You know, we joke about this delect delicacy. I almost said the wrong word from New Jersey all the time. Oh, thank you, Mark. All I want, worst thing in the world, this is all I want, is a Hatfield pork roll and cheese sandwich. That's it. I know you're laughing, and I understand the laughs. I'm not asking, go ahead, Dave. (laughs) You can't order that online. You can't. Now, here's the thing. I can order a pallet of pork roll, where the frig am I going to put that? A pallet. A pallet. Like, <laughs> you know, do, you have a, do you have a fresh market near you? Do you know the, what that is? They don't have it down. Mark, they don't have it. There's one store that has it. Trenton pork roll, which is, in my opinion, the worst brand of pork roll. And you know, being from Jersey, there's a difference between <laughs> brands of pork roll. You know this. You know, Dan, you, you had mentioned that the last thing that you had did was go to the theater and see birds of prey. I mean, they just perfect, uh, perfect link there. Cause like, yeah. the whole birds of prey movie, like centered around an sandwich. egg sandwich. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. I bought it in 4k and put it on the TV. And I was just looking at it like Harley does the movie going, <laughs> dude, you know, Paul, you don't understand. All right. So Dave and I have seen this movie. It literally, I've seen it. she gets mad after there's like the little opening that explains how we get to where we are now, which is about 10 minutes. And then it opens with her ordering in the middle of Gotham on a, like, it, like a New York style yeah, uh, open sandwich. grill breakfast sandwich in the crappy looking deli in 4k. My mouth is drooling now and I've just eaten dinner. Her, she gets mad initially because it takes a dump in the street about five minutes later, it comes out. As she's getting chased. And at the end, spoiler alert, she gets her sandwich. That's all I want. Anyway, the, the, the punchline about the Trenton pork roll is it comes in a big tube. I don't have a slicer. Yeah, that does make a you difference. cannot slice that with a knife. When I first moved down here, I bought one I tried. It was a fucking disaster. Oops. It was a disaster. I'm leaving that one in. Uh, it was a disaster. <laughs> it was a disaster. I just want Hatfield pork roll. That's all. I'm not asking for much. I'm not asking for a miracle. You guys want to go out without masks on? Go ahead. You want to go out with a mask with a mask on? Fine. You want to go to the theater without a mask on? Fine. I just want a pork roll and cheese sandwich. Okay. That's it. And you're from one of those places where you can't go to Jersey, or else you have to quarantine when you get back. That's oh, the thing. There. I was about to. God damn. I was about to go, and the two days later, two days before. I was going to go, drive up, wear a mask in my dad's house, say hi to everybody, uh, go to Aldi, grab the damn pork roll, and come home, throw it in a cooler, buy three of them, and come home. And two days before I left, we were put on the list that if you travel from Virginia to New Jersey, you have to stay quarantined for 14 days. Uh, No. (laughs) I love my family. No. Well, Dan, I can go to Jersey, so I'll go down. You come up, we'll meet on opposite sides of the Delaware River, and I'll chuck it across the Delaware River. Okay. <laughs> you, you, know what's, you know what's funny? My, my, bro- <clears throat> my brother plays gigs in Virginia I'll eat it sometimes. raw on the side. Sorry. 
my brother plays some gigs in uh, Virginia at times. So if you ever... I, I move that we rename this podcast <laughs> to the Six Degrees of Pork Roll Six podcast. Of pork roll? <laughs> I'm telling you. For... I, I, yeah, when was the last time we didn't end up talk, mentioning pork roll? In, in... Uh, I think, uh, I think it was week. that first one we did like three years ago. Yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. Purple Flavored Trash just says, I wish I had two more hands so I can give those pork rolls four thumbs down. Get out. <laughs> just leave. Just, just leave. leave. Purple, hey. purple flavored trash. Purple flavored pork rolls. Well, well speaking of food, how was that well. grinder you had? I mean, well, at least we could go to restaurants now and get our food. There was a time you couldn't go. I mean. Oh, I'll, I'll get into this when we do our <laughs> I mean, uh, trips. But we even yeah, talk about, like, not being able to get basic food. Yeah, yeah, take out city now. Um, we'll get it. We'll get into that sub later. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about um, two bubbles that seemed to work pretty well. Then the MLB comes along and says, "We're gonna travel all over the heckin' place, <laughs> and uh, we're just <laughs> up the stadiums and let our people bounce around willy nilly." That didn't work so well at all, guys, did it? Well, not when you got the Cardinals heading out to uh, heading out to. to bars or whatever as a as a crew or the marlins or or uh hey look at uh look at the the indians uh those two guys who went out and and went out partying in chicago the one guy got traded and the other guy is still on the taxi squad this is how that day went for me phillies just played the marlin lost naturally and then the news reports came out oh well uh what was it what was it like 14 of the marlins tested positive I was like, oh, who cares? It's the, oh, no. <laughs> they played us. God. That's how the Connecticut Hammerheads felt. Damn there. it. You, you, know uh, who's, you know who's digging the, the, uh, the baseball situation? Is our friends Andrew and Peter, who are actually getting to go to baseball because uh, they write for a little magazine in Buffalo, and, uh, and they've oh, yeah. had press credentials at Salem Field to watch the Jays. Got the whole place to themselves, Brad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, that... yeah. I mean, watching these games, I haven't been able to watch the baseball like I've been able to watch the basketball and the hockey. I mean, one, because when, when I get into play, when you're in playoff hockey mode and then you go to baseball, it's like, you ever see that Simpsons episode where Homer goes to the ball game and he's not drinking? <laughs> and he just says, I never realized how boring this sport is. <laughs> That's how I feel every spring when I try to switch from playoff hockey, playoff yeah. basketball to baseball it takes a little it. while to rev up into it um and i don't maybe and you know what i've actually noticed this at fenway more than other places fenway just seems like a mausoleum right now with with no fans there with no well, they all do i think i don't know I, I seem to catch up on fenway i don't know why maybe that's just they me. all do i mean i i when i went to lansing that's a, a five thousand seat ballpark they only had a hundred people and they're all sitting uh behind uh the outfield rest of the ballpark was empty it felt like a dirge it was terrible let's let's just call it what it is like i i appreciate the sport i'm not even going to talk trash about baseball and the disaster that's going to be the nfl coming up soon uh i I can only i it's going to be a disaster but what the hell is not my problem at this point i've done everything i can the other people i'm just gonna say not my problem (laughs) I'm doing my part, whatever. You know, it's interesting. Um, I I kind of look at it the other way. Like, I've had a hard time watching the basketball and the hockey. 
I, I was about to say, Dave, before you finish that, I was about to say, watching it without the sound on is no different than watching it with the sound on at this house. I don't listen to most commentary, but I was about to ask down the line, so Dave, you can go. Uh, how is it for you watching with the sound on and knowing that it's cardboard cutouts or nothing and still hearing uh, very badly dubbed crowd so- uh, sounds? It's, it's flat. Yeah. So today I had on the, the Raptors and the Celtics at the beginning, and, you know, the game is tight. Uh, who was that guy, Williams? It's Time Lord, yes. Oh, is he on yeah, the Celtics? His name is this monster dunk and <clears throat> nothing. Nothing. It was – if you didn't watch – like, if you couldn't see the, the, the score bug, you could have swore that the game was like a 30-point blowout. It was, it's just so flat. And one thing this is all reaffirmed to me is that the fans are important. Yeah. Especially in basketball. Mm-hmm. The fans are really important. Hockey too. I've had an easier time watching baseball because I think they have less of an impact because of the, just the, the stop and start of the way baseball works. Like in basketball, you really need the fans for that flow. And then that big moment, the big explosion or the big stop, you know, hockey, like you can practically hear the guys, you know, you can, you can hear the puck hit in the back of the net with like nothing. It's like that minor, it's like that youth hockey back of the net sound because there's only like eight parents in the arena and they're not making that big noise. Um, so to me, baseball has been the one that I've had a more interest in because the sound has just been not good enough. I mean, I, I get it. They're trying, but the fans are important. Can I, can not I add- to see, but definitely to hear. Can I just add before the rest of you guys go, uh, the one thing I have watched, and I haven't even watched that much of it because it's just I just not interested in wrestling right now. The little bit I have watched of the WWE product, which is arguably the worst on TV right now, the sound still sounds good. It it, it feels the best to me. That's just me. But I've watched very little of it since it's been in the Thunderdome with the sound on or at all. So I don't know. Um, I thought they did a good job. I, they did that all the way back at WrestleMania, I think, with the sound, and uh, I thought it sounded fine. I don't. And uh, so, I don't. I, and we everything got going; it was rolling along pretty well. And then all of a sudden, I don't. I don't really want to get into this too deeply, but everything stopped again. So we're, we're not going to get political on this, and we're not going to talk about the uh, the protests and stuff. But that oh, that, yeah. that, threw, that threw a little wrinkle into everything too. I mean, whatever your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Can I just say one thing on the on the political side, mm. and I, and I don't think it's I don't think it's controversial. Mm. I would. I don't know. I, I said I posted. I tweeted. Sorry, Dave. I tweeted one time. Uh, wow, the Red Sox only have one African American player. That's sad. And that started a whole thing. So anything can be controversial. No, it, I, I would. I would be really curious to know what would have happened if there were fans in the stands. Would this, have, would this have played out the way it has? Would, would games have been canceled? Would, would teams just not have come out? Because 
Oh, 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 oh. I, well, I, would, have, I would have to think that. tickets and, and I would know, have to think it would have been a lot more. Riding and, oof. Well, let me just say this as somebody who has purchased tickets to an event. Uh, I don't care how mad they would be. Well, I understand what you're saying, and I know there's there's ownership that has to pay money back, and uh, I I get all that. Um, I I think this needed to happen with or without people. Well, that's fine. But, but your argument is a good one, Dave. Yeah, what, I, I, it would have looked different, much much different, if we were in a regular. Yeah, we had a bunch. We would have a bunch more uh, angry white people telling the the black people to just play basketball. That's well, what we would have had. What, what is going to be the result? Or like, had a I'm looking at it from from a security standpoint. You know, you got a bunch of people in a, in the stands who've already had a few too many beers or whatever, and now they're being told that the game is over. Like you're literally watching people just walk off. I it's it's weird Workout. for me. It's it's weird. Like at one point, we all have to put on our big boy pants and big girl pants and big person pants and just uh, understand that it's not always about you or me. I don't mean you, Dave. I meant in general speak you uh, and that there's more serious S going on. Um, of course it would have been an absolute disaster because of the general entitlement. And I put, try to put myself in that situation. I would have been mad. Uh, I would have gone home, slept it off and figured out how to get a refund. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. This unprecedented times. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a hard, that's a hard question to answer. I, it probably would all the protest, you know, all the clashes that are happening this last week, it would have been happening sooner at the arenas. Probably. Unfortunately, we would have had a uh, malice at the palace part two, huh? And three and four. That's unfortunate. Yeah. They've still well, played the yeah. Palace? No. That's not good. No, no, no. Well, let's just be thankful that's not the case. Um, mm-hmm. I just think in this, then, for all the people who are upset that folks are protesting and, and uh, players are boycotting games, I need to see uh, upset when an unarmed man gets shot seven times in the back. Yeah. Or when we're seeing videos of, uh, of people being, you know, their lives ending, or when a young woman is sleeping in her bed in Louisville and she never wakes up again. I need you to see it to be upset about that. I'm not that saying that you're going to be, you know, you may say, well, this person did this, this person did that. A young woman was sleeping in her bed. Who, Mark, I mean, compared to those things that you just mentioned, the ticket upset thing about is, that. is a mild that. inconvenience. Unfortunately, compared to those, you know, well, and, and you think them. about the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks were really the one who uh, ignited this spark. And if you think about it, one of the Bucks players, and my, his name escapes me, was a victim of yeah. police brutality That's last right year in the parking lot, right? Yes. Yeah, so and he had to miss I mean, some time. It was personal for them. So who, who looked like the bad guy initially on that one? don't remember that. I don't want to, I don't want to look again. I don't, uh, Dave was like, let's was not get Sterling Brown. We're just was jumping right the hell in. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I think, <laughs> Dave, you know better than to get us started, right? <laughs> well, I just want to see some empathy. You know, it's always like, well, this person did this and this person did that. And that person did this. Okay. Do they deserve to be shot and killed? Being guilty is not a death sentence, right? That's, 
That's the problem. It was Sterling Brown, by the way. Yeah, Sterling Brown. Mm -hmm. I I can bring that up with any of my friends. Well, so-and-so did drugs. So-and-so had a warrant for his arrest. Well, I had friends who got busted for DUI. Do I get to say that about you if you're unjustly unjustly killed? No. No. All right. It's amazing. People you grow up with, people that you have in your in your wedding yeah, party. Yeah. You're like, damn, this is how you think. But right. wait, 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 was this a mild inconvenience at the very worst and most a hyperbolic interpretation? Yeah, that's true. You don't have to be sorry for the caps. I don't care. That, that all sounds very logical. And uh we've all been to enough games to know that. Logic is not necessarily uh, what you would find in the stands. Dave, no, no. I, very no, fair question, Dave. Very fair. A very fair question. But I do want to add that I don't care. <laughs> what <those people. laughs> not what you said, Dave. I'm not saying you, Dave. Please I understand. know what you mean. I'm not invalidating your argument. I am validating people that are angry about that versus the other thing. I don't care about your feelings. Well, hey, Dan, well, Dan's well, being nice to me because he dissed Toronto last week. and. Yeah. Who's apologizing on I air. did that. How, how are we here right now? Oh, how? Man. It was him. Uh, a couple a couple of points before I, we'll put this one to bed and we'll move on. Um, one thing I think we've seen out of this, the players, I think, have realized they, – they, they took control, the NBA especially. The players have taken control of that league now, even more Good. so than before. Oh, my God. Thank you. Good. And, Best uh, thing also, I've seen. Uh, one thing I heard coming from the players is they didn't realize because they're in their bubble. They didn't realize the, the, uh, the butterfly effect that their actions took outside in the greater world. So they did make changes. Uh, it's not earth shattering changes, but it is a start, especially the voting thing, which I didn't expect, but it's all about, I can't believe we have to, it's it's crazy to me we use that word conversation. Well, as long as it starts a conversation while people are getting shot in the street, I just don't understand that. That, that, that just bothers me. But uh, it did do something. It does do something. It's not always about the money. I just wanted to say that. I'm not wrong about that. All right. So, uh, sports, we talked about three out of the big four. Man, we got to bring it down. It's getting too heavy. I'm going to get so many nasty letters about this. I, just, I know it. So, so football's coming along, guys. Football seems to be trying to do a hybrid of what baseball did and what the other sports did. Do you, do you think football's going to work? Do you think they're just delusional? What, what's it'll probably it'll, it'll work as pro. it'll probably work as great as it did for baseball, which is you know seventy thirty. <laughs> That's right, and and different different parts of the country different. Things like uh, up here in, in the Northeast, there's only four Division One teams that are even going to play, and you can't have fans. You cannot have fans all season. They're, they have already said no fans. Boom. The Patriots, that, too. So. That's where it's going to be different because there have been plenty of spots that have said they are going to have fans, and I think that's where it's going to get really messed up. And, um, you know, we, we talk often about return on investment and – you know, pricing themselves out. Can you imagine how elitist it is going to be to go to an NFL football game now? Like yeah. what you, to be, what are they going to charge for those 12,000 seats right. to go to Arrowhead or to go to, uh, you know, Hard Rock, uh, uh, Hard Rock Stadium in, in Miami, where, which are a couple of the places that have said they're going to have fans. 
And, you know, from the college side, I don't, man, it's really challenging. Uh, All of this is really challenging my, my faith in the NCAA, not necessarily the organization itself, but like, they're not even, they're not even, well, not everybody. The big, the big 10 has sort of stepped up, although they're waffling a bit Pac 12, but they're not even like trying to mask that these guys aren't students anymore. It's, it's really worrisome. And I, I don't know. I, I didn't think baseball was going to work. And, and so far it's, it's worked ish. I really don't think football is going to work, but who knows? There's just where, so many more people on a football team, too. Yeah. Here, where, um, I forget what the number was, but you're talking about the NCAA, and I remember, uh, I think, I think it was LSU, and they came out and said that the LSU stands to lose thirty-two million dollars. It might have, I see the thirty-two or eighty-two million dollars, and my immediate reply was, was like, oh, so you're saying that the players are worth thirty-two million dollars? I, I said at the beginning of this about coronavirus in general, how um, fundamentally things are going to change and fundamentally we'll be finding out a lot about who's actually getting screwed in general. I'm not getting political again. And that was the first one I saw. If people are not getting mad about that information coming out right now, I can't help you. <laughs> like $32 million? We're not paying the kids, but we're worth $32 million. Excuse me? I have a question. I have several questions. But I just thought that was very interesting when you mentioned the NCAA. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, Dave, I mentioned before that I think we saw the NBA players realize their power. Are the big five conferences going to take over the NCAA now? Are they going to steer the ship? Hard to say. That's a, that's a tough one. I don't know. The, the thing that we all forget about the NCAA is it's not run by athletic directors. It's not run by football coaches. It's run by presidents. It's run sure, by yeah. presidents of universities. Now, yeah. some are like all about, you know, the money that comes in from football or from athletics. And some are legit university presidents. So I, I have yeah. no idea what's going to happen in the NCAA going forward. Or will we see a split, perhaps, in uh, the, the ones that are truly money makers going off in one direction, and the ones who are more uh, academically focused split the other direction? Like, I mean, look what the Ivy League did. They were always the first one. Boom. Nope. We're canceling everything. Vacuum yeah. before everything else shut down. But there's plenty of programs that have been shut down that, you know, obviously not big time football, although like UConn is sort of pressed pause on football for their year, but there are, you know, uh, Alaska Anchorage has canceled hockey uh, amongst other sports. And uh, UConn did cancel a whole bunch of sports permanently. And, well, even, uh, even the school I work for, I mean, I work for a division three school. They, they got rid of a whole bunch of sports too. Those, those are the guys that are, those are the kids that are really going to suffer who the, the ones who are in programs that were not, you know, revenue generating or whatever, and, and just up out of nowhere, their program gets canceled. Yeah. So it was through, through all of this pandemic and all this craziness, some of us managed to get out to a few games <laughs> this summer. 
it certainly was a different experience, Mark. You want to describe what it was like for you to be at a ball game this summer? <clears throat> well, I, I went to Victory Field and I saw a high school tournament. That was my first foray. Uh, temperature checked. You had to wear a mask. You had to sign a piece of paper. Uh, they had people sitting every other row of seats. Uh, everybody entered the stadium at once. Once the game was over, players and fans all had to leave. Uh, as I went to my next few games, it was a little bit different. Like I said, Lansing, you had 100 people there. You had to enter through the outfield area. Most of the concessions were closed. When I went to Traverse City, they were allowed to have 500 people. And it was actually a really nice environment. There was a lot of promotions going on, and they had the mascots, and they had the on-field gimmicks. Uh, concession stands were open. It was very lively, even though there was only 500 people at, at the ballpark. Uh, it still felt really nice. Uh, it didn't feel that much different. just felt like a, a light night. Uh, but if you're looking back at me, I went to a soccer game at Lucas Oil Stadium, which is home to uh, the, Indianapolis, the Indy 11, 70,000-seat stadium. And I swear, there might be 200 people in that picture. It just didn't feel normal. It just felt like you were in a closed practice watching the game. So I've seen a little bit of the good and the bad. Uh, with what teams are doing this year. So I think the smaller the stadium and the less, uh, you know, the local government, what they are allowing fans to come in. I think if, you know, like in Traverse City, they allowed 500 people, that's fine. But if you were someplace else, I think you went to Shuttleworth Stadium in Amsterdam, New York, no one was allowed inside the stadium. So there's a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah, my experience was a little different. And you were mentioning places like uh, Fargo and stuff earlier. And it seemed like they were doing they were more more of their normal routine than what we saw here. Like, yeah, you mentioned uh, Shuttleworth Park in Amsterdam, New York. They they only let, I think it was 50 people in the 50. park. Wow. And you could only sit, because of the New York state laws, it has to be food service. So you could only sit at picnic tables. They had scattered around the park so you sat with your little group of four or six or eight and that's those are the only people you mingled with the whole game yeah, I mean you no. could walk around a little bit but you know and I went to six different ballparks this summer and the experience was pretty uniformly like that everybody was I didn't ever have to do a uh, a temperature check but oh, if you were moving anywhere within the stadium masks on you could take yeah. them off when you sat yeah. down you had to spread out. I mean, it was pretty much done in the honor system, but people respected it. Um, and Nashua, when I went to a game in Nashua, you sat, you picked your seats out, and then the usher came by with tape and taped up all the seats around you, so no one could, no one could sit in them. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I said earlier, before we went on, the Kokomo Speedway is playing in front of packed houses. Wait a minute, you were serious about the name? Yeah, the Kokomo oh, Speedway. I yeah, thought that, we were just making. That's I thought really it was place. a veiled reference to the Beach Boys. Oh, well, mind. that's that's who inspired the song. Kokomo is a small little town. It's nowhere where you want to spend any any tropical bliss. So that's that's the funny thing. I did not. Know uh, yeah, Kokomo is an actual town, uh, about forty five minutes north of me. Where's yeah, they there? they have auto cart racing and they're getting packed houses there. They're not telling people, you know, fifty, you know, fifty to one hundred people. I don't even think they're telling people to wear masks. What? Yeah. But, oh, wait. I'm not saying anything. It's fine. Indiana, outside of Marion County, which is where Indianapolis is, uh, they've had a lot of these small cart racing tracks 
where people are not wearing masks. Of course, people are taking video of it and it's getting back to certain health officials. Yeah. And they're like, well, nobody told me, nobody notified this department or anything. <laughs> it, it's, it, and that's what's going on here. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was what we saw this summer. So what do you all think is coming up next? What are we going to be looking at in the near future? I, if More if the same. When people are allowed back at the games. Once we get a vaccine, we'll see things change. But who knows when that will be? I think I honestly, this is my very novice and uneducated opinion on it all. And just basing, this is me just basing on what I've seen so far. I truly think that they're going to start letting the NASCAR, NASCAR started doing it a little bit. I know it's outdoors and stuff and it's easier for outdoors, but I truly feel that you're going to see teams start letting people in. And I know Vince in the WWE was racing to get it done, right? Uh, and the AEW beat him to it. There's people, they're doing, there's that little uh, amphitheater attached to uh, Jaguar Stadium. Tell us the name of the stadium. EIAA Bank Stadium. That, that's why I don't remember. What year is it? That's why I don't remember it. I have no idea what that is. Uh, but there is a daily place. Is the <laughs> Well, if... Daly's Place is an amphitheater connected to it, right? Yes. And it's outdoors. So yeah. they've had the ring set there for months, and they started just having talent at ringside. But last two weeks, little by little, they're letting people in, sitting at distances away from each other, wearing masks at all times. You get the F out. Um, and quite frankly, at this point, fine. Try it. If it's an outdoor venue, I might even try it. But hockey. I can, I can tell you, I can tell you, Dan, the outdoor ones with with everybody respecting the rules. I never felt uncomfortable being at a game. I could uh, absolutely see that happening. The indoor places, it's going to be a little harder. You're going to yes, have to, yes. you have to really make some major upgrades to, I know, shoddy ventilation systems in a little bit, a lot of these places. Uh, but I can absolutely see in the next. By the end of the year, just because we're going to be all going crazy in the first place, that you're going to start seeing these teams start let people in and sitting at great distances away, wearing a mask, um, sanitizer. And quite frankly, I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. I'm not as liberal as people think I am. I'm okay with it. You got to try. You got to try something. Yeah, well, up here, I, 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 don't see, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Canada seems uh, to be a little smarter about this. Well, we're we're more than happy to. Normally, to, they are. <laughs> we're more than happy to look down south and go, "Whoa, <laughs> we're not going to do that." <laughs> All right. Especially Fine. under this administration. <laughs> um, but yeah, with I mean, with the CFL. Shout for the flying soup bags. <laughs> with the what CFL, did, you're going to have to explain that to me. I missed season that. right yeah. down. Um, there's a pretty good indication right there. Really? And, and their plan was a bubble with uh, nobody nobody there was going to be a sp- specifically a, a, a TV thing. And then politics kind of got in the way and they didn't get the money from the government that they needed and they shut the whole thing down. Um, I, I have a really hard time seeing uh, like the NHL or the NBA, uh, any of these international um, leagues functioning up here 
at all. Even, even the Canadian Hockey League. Uh, wow, really? If you look at if you look at Major League Soccer, the the Canadian response to Major League Soccer is that uh, Montreal and Toronto and Vancouver are playing themselves a lot. Uh, yeah, they don't want anybody crossing that border. No, no, the border the border is closed. Build a wall. I think officially the border is closed until October right now, but it keeps just moving up. Changing. And, and truth be told, um, President Trump and, and the Premier of Ontario are in a bit of a pissing contest. So Ontario is more than happy to keep the border closed at this point. So, but yeah, I don't see a, I don't see a lot changing. The Kane Hockey League is going to be a a really interesting case. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to, to see what happens. I just thought of this, guys. Hockey, you can't do this, obviously, unless you play for, like, two months out of the year. Um, could you see the NBA giving a shot at some of the – making a deal with some of the big brothers and sisters next door and playing outside? The NBA had an outdoor game one time – a couple of times – but you that that without rain, that could fly, like Arizona, yeah, Los Angeles. Man, yeah, they, they play that in February. They're running around. You can stay. You can stay warm out there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, well, there's, that's why they began wearing warm up jackets. Apparently, some of the early high school basketball games in Indiana, they had to play outside, so they had to wear coats. Based on some of the research I've done, so there is a historical uh, precedent to that. So yeah. And it wouldn't call, it wouldn't be a big project to set up a basketball court somewhere. Not like building a hockey. No, no. You, could, you could build a, a basketball court in a football stadium, no problem. Interesting thought. So I think uh, while we while we were interesting and not political, I think that would be a great place for us to wrap up today's discussion. Because you can get political if you want. I have a lot I to say. I think we're long on opinions and short on answers, and I think that makes us just like everybody else out there. I have an answer. Don't be racist. That's going to fix the coronavirus. No, I meant the other yeah. stuff we were talking about politically. No, you know, you know, it's funny. We're kind of we're. Um, I fixed it. There you go. Yeah, the four of us, are, I think, are pretty. I don't know. I know how similar we are, but I think we all fall on one side of this discussion. You mean so. not being racist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making my uh, my point much much what easier. What an idea! Uh, I know common sense, eh? Um, so, any anyone who stuck with us through this discussion. I want to thank you all for tuning in. So uh, let's talk about anything going on in the next couple of weeks. Dan, anything going on for you in the next couple of weeks? Uh, we'll meet on the opposite sides of the Delaware, perhaps, and toss some pork roll. Yeah, you might be chucking me some. Uh... You need to have an arm like Favre. Nah, there's the Delaware River uh, Ferry. Just We'll meet halfway on the uh, Ben Franklin Bridge or something. Yeah, there you go. I'll walk across. Oh, yeah. You, there, there's a part where. Okay, yeah. You can walk across Yeah, yeah being at, at Camden, uh, Campbell yeah. Stadium, you can look up. You saw the little... Uh, you, mean the, the, you mean the hole that used to be Campbell Stadium? Yes. See, what you do is you walk down that place to where Campbell Stadium used to be, right? I will. And you walk on the bridge. And drop it? And just chuck it. <laughs> no, but if you go to New Hope, Pennsylvania, you can take the bridge and you can go halfway. There you go. Yeah. We can actually, yeah. That's the thing. I could go, you yeah. go to Jersey since you can get in there. I'll go to uh, Philly, and we'll just we can walk across the Ben Franklin Bridge on the side, and we'll just meet halfway. I yeah, can do I can the just, exercise. I can, give it, I can give it a little toss instead of having to chuck it all the way across. Yeah, the yeah. We're, once we get six feet across, you just chuck it. I'll catch it and then leave. 
Like that's, it's a plan. It's a plan. Yeah. You know, my dad when he was born, he was born in North Philly, and he said that when he was a kid, that the Delaware River was so bad he could just walk across it. I believe it, man. It would help me right now for that pork roll. So, uh, where can our listeners follow you, Dan? Oh, Dan Law, eighty-three. Uh, Mark, how about you? Um, you know what? We forgot to recap last two weeks. Uh, have you been anywhere? You going anywhere? Where can we follow you? Know, the whole show. We can all, all do it in the one segment, so I can edit it. Either. No, no, I haven't been. I, like I said, I, I contemplated going to uh, Kokomo Speedway to see Midget Auto racing, uh, and I may still look into that. I, I do find a fascination on uh, covering a sport that I have uh, yet to, uh, to, to visit. So, and just because I don't know what the next event I'm going to get to. So yes, I'm getting to that point right now. Uh, follow me on Twitter at ballpark Hunter. You can also follow me on YouTube. I have new videos every Monday, sometimes Thursday, and that's also ballpark Hunter, 150 videos. I just got my notification today. I uh, have posted on that site. So plenty of good stuff. We can pretend we are at a ballpark. Or two. Or 150. Yeah. Yeah. They give you a nice little certification. Can I say it is weird to play hockey and basketball games on the uh, on the video games and be like, wow, it's, it's a crowd still there. That's weird. <laughs> maybe maybe the uh, NHL like 2021 or whatever will be like COVID version. Without- that would be de- detrimental to me being away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, how about you? Any uh, recent trips? Any planned trips? Any anything? Uh, nope, nope, nowhere, nowhere gone. Uh, we uh, did spend some time in cottage country, uh, Wasaga Beach. There is no sports going on there. Uh, <laughs> today we are recording September first, and today marks the fortieth anniversary of Terry Fox ending his Marathon of Hope, um, which coincided with me finishing. Uh, in my literary journey, the uh, a book called Terry Fox, His Story, which was written by a reporter from the Toronto Star who actually went and went with the guys as they got through um, Ontario. And, uh, you know, you thought it was hard to watch, you know, Fred Van Vliet's kids. Holy moly, this was a, this was a really tough read. But, but I would say... You know, every I, I I think everybody should read it. Definitely, every Canadian should read this book. Um, so, past that, I've moved on to maybe the most important football book ever written. So I'm right on to uh, League of Denial, which is the book that was based or that the movie Concussion was based on. Uh, so it's a light all reading. about. Um, the NFL and Mike Webster from the Pittsburgh Steelers and how uh, the curtain was pulled back on the idea of concussions in football. Uh, Earth-shattering book, I think. But you can follow all of that stuff uh, at ProFan9. Awesome. Uh, let's see. For me, the last two weeks, no, no trips, no ballpark trips for me. I almost had one. Check this out. This was our plan. Uh, August 22nd was our anniversary, Pam and mine. And it was our 10th anniversary, and she had planned this thing at McCoy Stadium. She had gotten all the kids together. We were going to all go to McCoy Stadium, have dinner on the field at McCoy Stadium for our 10th anniversary with all the kids and the grandkids and everything. But as 2020 would have it, thunderstorms that night, so the whole thing got rained out. Ah. 
Uh. Of, <laughs> of course. So, of course. so no, yeah, no ballpark visits for me. Um, I did end up having a giant two foot long sub that weekend. Jeez. That's the one. That's the one you Grinder. saw. That's the one you guys saw on Facebook uh, from Marzilli's Bakery in Fall River, Mass. Two two foot long plus. Um, I smell ten pork bucks. Roll. Ten bucks. Um, I wonder if they have pork roll there. Probably not. This is uh, Fall mm. River, so they have Charisse. Oh, oh, that's good. But uh, let's see. As far as the upcoming Portuguese chorizo? it's not chorizo. Chorizo is Spanish. Chorizo. Oh, that's Charisse. It's spelled, it tastes. It tastes. It's the same. spelled chorizo, but it's it's pronounced. Charisse. Is that the so that's yeah Portuguese? Yeah, I, that's my Spicy favorite sauce. type. Yeah, compared yeah. to what there's a Mexican version which I don't like. Right. Yeah, that'd be a good conversation to have. <laughs> Charisse and eggs. Okay. Never maybe, mind. maybe we'll get Adam Richmond on the show one of these days. <laughs> oh. Oh. He's a, big, he's a big soccer fan. He is. Uh, so maybe we can get him in that way, and then we'll just talk about food for an hour. Oh God. Okay, get on that, Dave. <laughs> you know, it's just going to be 25 minutes of pork roll. He, he has actually liked a few of my posts, so maybe I should. Uh, Hey Adam, what do you think about pork roll? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, it's so great. Okay. Um, as far as upcoming trips, uh, we may try again to hit out to uh, the Rockland Boulders at Palisades Credit Union Park. Um, the the uh, All American Baseball Challenge is finishing up over the next two weeks, so we may give it a try. We may not. Who knows? Stay tuned. If you want to find out if I did make it out to Rockland, uh, you can follow me at Puckman Ri. So until next time, check out our website, stadiumjourney.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at Stadium Journey. You can find our podcast at VOC Nation. Just search VOC Nation on iTunes, on Android, on all those great places. Uh, Check out the video simulcast. If you missed it this week, you're listening to us later. Tuesday nights, every other Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Twitch.tv slash DanLaw83. Or check out our old episodes on our on Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And in two weeks, we're going to get back at it, and we're going to have a guest. We will be joined by Joshua Cummings. Joshua Cummins. No G on that. Cummins. Of the New England Baseball Journal. And our navigators of the Futures League. Nice. We'll talk about what it took to put on a baseball season in the summer of 2020. Should be fun. Should be a great conversation. Yeah, it'll be good. So for Dan Calachico, Mark Viquez, and Dave Cotney, I'm Paul Baker. Until next time, be excellent to each other. <laughs> Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor Super Contest and Squares. At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rival. Rejoice, it's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your pick win big collect your cash use promo code voc nation all one word no spaces and double your first deposit your winning season begins today only at my bookie this is matt hardy and you are listening to the voc nation 
Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legans every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.